Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Slade, the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Jeremy. And I'm your other host, 10-time Academy Award winner, James. Damn, 10 times. Okay. 10 times. Wow. Uh, As mentioned, this week we will be jumping into Angel, Season 1, Episode 7, The Bachelor Party. Which, as we stated last week, is clearly about werewolves. Obviously, it's about werewolves. What else would it be about? Exactly. I mean, come on. So what's going on, James? How you doing? What's new? We haven't seen each other in at least 15 minutes. At least, at least fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, no, you know how. Um, well, maybe this doesn't happen to you, but I thought about it. So when we when we took our little break here, uh, I went down to grab something to drink, and uh, I ended up. Um, <laughs> I grabbed. I haven't had one in ages. So I was talking to someone earlier today, and I mentioned uh, how I had at one point developed an addiction to strawberries and cream flavor, uh, Dr. Pepper. Uh (laughs) And after mentioning that with this person, I, uh, I started craving one so bad that I ran out to the store and got one. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Dr. Pepper, regular Dr. Pepper is my all time favorite drink all time. Mm -hmm. However, as stated before on this show, I am unable to consume caffeine anymore. And right. in my part of the country, it is literally impossible to find the caffeine-free Dr. Pepper. So for the last, oh, how long has it been now? About seven years or so? Yeah, I've just had to suffer and hate life. Wow. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you should enjoy it. You know, well, I'm... Uh, I'm really not much of a a soda pop drinker anymore. We've talked about this before. Soda pop. Um, Soda pop. Um, You know, I've got, I've I've got a soda stream and that's, I use that a lot to, uh, to carbonate various things. Cause I, at one point realized that my, my so-called addiction was to actually just the carbonation and not like soda itself. Sure. <laughs> but after but after talking about strawberries and cream Dr. Pepper earlier today, like I started craving one so much. I was like, I have to go get one. You had to get your fix. <laughs> I had to get my fix. Now, did you mainline it or did you just drink it? I, just, I had tied it off and, you know. Good man, good man. Yep, yep. yep. Straight right into the veins. Right, right on. Into the veins. My, uh, um, my usual... Uh, uh, choice when I'm when I need to quench the carbonation cravings is uh, I will grab a um, crush makes various flavors of you know the the powder package you can put into bottles of water mm-hmm. they make a pineapple one mm-hmm. and I will use I will I will carbonate some water and and uh, pour in a, a pineapple uh, flavor powder so it makes like a pineapple soda, and that's that's usually my go-to uh, my go-to quencher when I'm craving carbonation. But anyway, <laughs> what about when you're craving cock? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. 
Uh, by the way, yeah, I want an answer right now because you haven't answered me on Facebook yet. Uh, where do you stand on eggnog? I need to how, know. How, I is, need to... how does that picture not clearly state my stance? It, I'm sorry. It's confusing to me. He's drooling and begging for more. Okay. okay. I fucking now, now love. Now it is clear. I fucking love the nog. Okay. In now fact, it is clear. In fact, both of my roommates hate it, and I cannot understand. I've said to them, I've said, "How can you hate heaven liquefied?" It's it doesn't make any sense, does like it? Like when you take a drink of it, how can a person take a drink of eggnog and be like, "Oh, this isn't pleasurable"? I don't. I don't. That know. doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. You know. It doesn't. Now I've never made my own. I don't know that I would trust myself to make it deliciously. Um, but and there are definitely certain. Um, I've had a lot of different eggnogs in my life, and there are certainly brands that I think are disgusting. Oh God! While we're talking about that, um, I'm uh, lactose intolerant. Okay. As is my mom. Mm-hmm. So. Last year, we tried the lactate version of uh, eggnog because we both drink the lactate milk. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like, oh, fuck, yeah, they just, hell yeah. Well, it was fucking hideous. <laughs> um, I mean, and I don't know how, why because it doesn't, like, the milk doesn't taste any different than regular milk. So how how could the, how or why would the, why the eggnog would taste so much different i don't know but it was horrible this year uh she and i happened to be at the store together um i want to say it was like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and we noticed that they had just started stocking eggnog and they had one one of the big brands i don't remember which brand it is but they had the almond milk uh eggnog so mm-hmm. we were like fuck okay let, well let's try this one it was even worse than the like it. Mm-hmm. There was literally nothing about this stuff that even tasted remotely like eggnog. I was like, how can they call this eggnog? There, it's it tasted like if a demon pissed into your mouth and then put burnt hair in there. That's what it tasted like. And we both mm-hmm. took a sip out of this one glass and we poured the whole fucking thing down the. It was horrible. I don't okay. know what that okay. was all about. So we have just gone back to regular, just, we're just like, fuck it. We'll just fucking shit our pants all day because it's eggnog and it's worth it. So I, um, I'm, I made my own as, as you're aware from my, my post on Facebook. Mm. And I will tell you quickly, the impetus behind making my own is that my sister and I both love eggnog. Um, my parents, neither one of my parents like eggnog. Well, my dad's dead, so he doesn't like anything anymore. But when he was when he was alive, he didn't like eggnog. I can't even laugh at that, dude, because my dad is also gone, and it's just so wrong. I approve, though. You, I mean, dark humor, right? Yeah, dark yeah, humor. Yeah. Um, but my dad didn't like eggnog when he was alive. Um. I'm again, I presume now that he's dead, he still doesn't. Uh, I doubt he's found a taste for it uh, on the other side. You know what? Um, I wish I had liked this shit when I was around. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think I doubt that happened. Uh, my mom does not like eggnog. So and so my sister and I, we have no idea. We do not remember where we ever tried eggnog in the first place to to develop a taste for it. But anyway, we both we both like it. Um, my sister is is very, very picky about eggnog, though. Mm-hmm. Um, she would only drink Dean's eggnog. That is one of the top. Dean's no longer exists. I know. Um, so, but that was one of the tops for a long time. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm, I'm less picky. Like I, I, you know, I've had some that I don't like, but there's some that, that I will grab and they're fine. Do you, but have, anyway. a, do you have a space shuttle landing right now like, on, on top of your house? Uh, there was an airplane going uh, over. Okay. That might that might have been it. It literally sounded like the space shuttle Challenger was <laughs> crashing into your house. <laughs> that's that's funny. Um. Uh, so anyway, I was like, I'm I'm going to try and make my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I did, and uh, I took it over to my sister's place uh, yesterday when I went to visit the nieces and nephews. And uh, she she uh, enjoyed it, so my my goal my my goal was met. Uh, <laughs> that's that's literally all I was trying to do was was make eggnog that she would find palatable. <laughs> so you're 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 telling us you're announcing here live on the show, in front of millions and millions of viewers and listeners, that you are going into the eggnog business. I'm going into the eggnog business. Right on, right on. Well, uh, um, would you mind sending me your uh, recipe? Sure, okay. sure. I'd like to try. Was it good and thick? Um, it it wasn't. It it had it had a decent thickness to it, but it wasn't overly thick. Okay, like I liked like it, the Deans because it had the perfect amount of thickness, like my dick. Um, and it was, <laughs> no, it seriously, it was, it was, Dean's was like fucking off the chart. They had everything down to a science cause they had been yeah. making it for like 6,000 years. Um, but I'll tell you, um, tell your sister, cause I'm also picky, um, about my nog. Tell her I have found one that I really enjoy is the Southern comfort, uh, nog. Mm-hmm. It's not, mm-hmm. it's. It's not alcoholic. Right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not as good as Dean's, but from all the ones I've tried, it seems to be the closest and it's just got it's got that perfect nog flavor. You know what I'm saying? Like like mm-hmm. like heaven jizzed in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Well the the I will I'll send you the recipe okay. uh, that I used. It was it was quite good. Um, and honestly, I don't, it's, it's so easy to make. I'm, I don't think I will go back to buying store-bought, honestly. What kind of milk did you use? Uh, I used whole milk. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Like you would need a whole milk. It seems like I could probably experiment and you could use like a heavy cream, but then kind of figure out a way to maybe use some skim milk to, to, you know, water it down just a hair because right. you know there's got to be well, a perfect way to get that 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 thick brick, you know. 
Right. Well, the recipe I the recipe I uh, have um, called for whole milk and heavy whipping cream. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. So. All right. But uh, but yeah, I'll send it to you and and you can try it out. But yeah, I don't. I made I made more today because like I said, I took I took the first batch I made over over to her place and and how much does that you know, does your recipe make at a time? Uh, six to seven cups. Okay, that's not nearly enough because I'll drink that in one sitting. <laughs> right. I mean, but you know, and easy easy enough to double or triple yeah, or whatever. Yeah. As long as I you need have, at least a five gallon bucket. As long as you have something to to uh, to store it in. Yeah, I'll store it in my I'll store it in my ass. <laughs> but also keep in mind. But also keep in mind, um, unless you unless so the the recipe I'll send you doesn't require you to to cook it like some recipes require you to cook it on the, the stove top yeah um right so the recipe i'm gonna send you um doesn't require it it does have like separate like if you want to cook it you know instructions you can so if you don't cook it 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 does only have like a certain amount of fridge life yeah you probably you know, should so. cook it just because of the egg and Right, and you're running the chance of like I don't know, fucking scurvy or something. Um, right, right. <laughs> but I, <laughs> but honestly, like I'm, I'm like you. Like if I make if I make a six to seven cup batch, it's not lasting two days. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, fucking. I'm brushing my teeth with that shit. I'm drinking it. I'm sleeping right. in it. Yeah. I'm bathing in it. Yeah. 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 yeah it's I'm on. using it as lube. It's going all over my face, neck, and chest. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So anyway, as previously <laughs> stated, we will be revisiting Angel Season 1, Episode 7, our seventh episode of the series overall, The Bachelor Party. Our episode director this week is Davis Stratton, and our episode credited writer is Tracy Stern. Our original air date was November 16th, 1999 on the now-defunct WB Network. Our Nielsen ratings for this episode were 3.2 million households when it originally aired, ranking it 98th out of the 139 network primetime shows airing for the week and 5th out of the 15th primetime shows airing on the WB. They took a hit, dude, after after last... Because last week's episode was such hot fucking trash. (laughs) A lot of people were like, this show's fucking jump the shark. No, we're done. We're done. We're done. Fuck Angel. Um... Our regular cast, as always, includes David Boreanaz as Angel, Charisma Carpenter as Cordelia, and Glenn Quinn as Doyle. Our guest cast this week includes, deep breath, Kristen Diatello as Harriet, Carlos Jacob as Richard, making his second appearance in the Buffyverse, but as a different character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get you might recognize him as having played uh, Ken in... Um, Anne, our season three premiere. Yeah, of the creepy, the, the creepy. Um, well, he was yeah, a, the, he was a demon in that one. He was too. a demon. Yeah, the, but he was also like the, the creepy uh, youth pastor. Yeah, type. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Ted Karras is Ben. Chris Tallman is Nick. Braid Blasdell is Uncle John. Robert Hillis is Pierce. Lori Johnson is Aunt Martha. Kristen Lohman is Mother Rachel. David Pollison is Russ. And William Wayne as Brother Straley. 
Our episode synopsis this week reads, when Doyle's estranged wife comes to town asking for a divorce, Angel agrees to follow her husband-to-be to learn more about him. Okay, okay. Not really. Yeah, that one wasn't. Not really, but okay. <laughs> no, that one's pretty good. Well, Come on. All right, all give, right. You got to give credit where credit is due. That all one's right. not too bad. Mine's, I think mine's better. Mine is. You usually do. Uh, Doyle receives chlamydia after going on a date with Cordelia. <laughs> <laughs> all right, seriously. Doyle receives a surprise visit from his wife who wishes to end their marriage so that she may wed a demon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they both work. They both. They work. do. The mine's kind of like in your face. Like, well, here's the whole episode. You don't need to watch it. Right. You know? Mine's a little more subtle. Though. Yeah. Yours is a little more sub subtle. Subtle. Yeah. Sub-tlay. That's uh, that's uh, French for. Right. Uh, We're for... gonna pronounce everything phonetically from now on. Uh, <laughs> yes. Subtle is French for non-evasive. Right. Um, right. Right. <laughs> Uh, why don't you take us into the uh, cold open there james uh we open on doyle attempting to get angel to put down his book and what doyle attempting to get angel pregnant is that what you said yeah yeah you know what i'm gonna do so a little behind the scenes for everybody my computer is a complete shit show right now (laughs) and i literally couldn't open like the literally the only thing i can open right now is skype to record this so i've like i've got my notes open on my tablet so that's why i'm like looking away but what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put move my tablet right up here so that i'm i'm don't appear to be (laughs) looking uh Looking too far away. I'm going to cover Jeremy's face, though, so then I don't have to see that at least. Wow. <laughs> what a fucking... Di- uh, um, if I... Uh, if I had covered your face, I wouldn't have been able to see that you just flicked me off, so... Well... Just, you so know, now you know I was... Like I was anybody kidding. would not want to look at this. Come on. I know what a what a Putnam. Come on. Um, yeah. So we open on Doyle attempting to get Angel to put down his book and go out to a sports bar uh, that's doing some online trivia, but uh, he gets sidetracked when Cordelia shows up wearing quite the evening uh, wear. Um, Nothing. Looking looking straight fire. Um, it's sometimes it's very easy to see why her parents named her charisma. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, um, do so, uh, Cordelia has apparently arranged to meet her date Pierce, uh, here at Angel's office. And she, uh, she lists Pierce's many attractive qualities and of course, all of them uh, appear to be material in nature. Uh, Pierce eventually shows up, and Angel basically interrogates this this poor bastard uh, until Cordelia manages to drag him away. What you're going to say? Something? I just <laughs> I might as well bring it up now. I don't want to have to come back to it. But why would she meet her date here at Angel Investigations headquarters? Like, because she has a super the, dope apartment. 
because it was the only it's the only way the writers could figure out how to make this scene happen i guess because it's like so you're telling me she got dressed got all dressed up got in her car drove over to angels and angel investigations and was like yo uh i'm just meeting my date here right and they're like okay she's like listen if it goes well and we decide to have sex i'm gonna use your bed angel is that cool and he's like listen Angel, Angel, going all like protective big brother and giving this guy, like basically interrogating this guy, was so amusing to me. I'm willing to overlook the fact that, like, why would she even meet this dude here? It makes no sense. Yeah, even though the interrogation and things, as we will soon discover, were completely unnecessary. Well, yeah, but it was it was literally just for fun like I just guess. to have like a funny kind of lighthearted, you know i didn't thing. have any fun wow it's because you don't have a sense of humor no i have no heart i'm dead on the um, side uh so doyle is of course feeling uh feeling a little uh hopeless you know concerning his own situation with cordelia and he sits down and starts leafing through Angel's book and a photo falls out from between the pages and Doyle it's picks it up. It's a dick pic. It's an old school dick pic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Doyle picks it up and, uh, uh, you know, whistles, you know, approvingly. And, he's like, um, nice dick. <laughs> and he's like, woohoo, that he's like. Woohoo! He's like that right there. That right there is a nice cock. Wow, <laughs> well, that, was, that was that was Scottish. That was Scottish. That was Scottish. I crush you like a worm. <laughs> that was Scottish. I don't. Woo, buddy. Woo, buddy. <laughs> um, but what is that says a lot about me that it was so easy for me to slip into a Scottish accent. Yeah. <laughs> Almost as easy as it is for you to slip into an evening gown. (laughs) Um, I'm not lying. So, so so yeah, Doyle, he's like, you know, he whistles approvingly and, uh, um, uh, great dick pic. (laughs) (laughs) You've broken me with this Scottish thing. Oh my god! Uh, like and in my head, like in my head, like I've got, I'm, I, I've got. You're the, nailing that Irish accent in your. It's an Irish accent, but like when I go to do it, I know it's co- it's gonna come out Scottish, and yep. I don't know. I'm like, yep. um. So anyway, um, and he, uh, um, he asks Angel if it's a an old squeeze who date a date a guy with an Irish accent. And uh, who who's the picture of uh, Jeremy? I mean, I think we all know, but we might as well. Who is it? Uh, it's his dick. <laughs> no, it's Buffy. It's Buffy. <laughs> and uh, Doyle immediately, like, he sees the look on Angel's face, and he's, Doyle's immediately like, you know, 
I better shut the fuck up before I get beat down. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, oh, this is Buffy. You know, I'm sorry. You know, yada, yada. And at that moment, he has one of his visions and he sees a guy uh, captured by vampires um, downtown. And he comes out of the vision and gives Angel the 411 and they get ready to skedaddle out of there and Doyle says, uh, what does he say? Looks like everyone's got dinner plans, but us yeah. something like that. Yeah. And that is our cold open. And then it's like, but um, and, uh, <laughs> meanwhile we come back and we're at an upscale restaurant and Cordelia is bored out of her fucking mind because Pierce is talking, by the way, Pierce, uh, trades and, and futures and whatnot. He's a, he's a, he's a stock market nerd. And yeah. he's talking about pork bellies and fucking soybeans and all this bullshit. And Cordelia looks like she's actually eyeing her, her wine glass, <laughs> contemplating breaking it and slitting her own wrists to escape this wow. situation. Um, yeah. And all she can really wonder is she's just wondering what Angel and Doyle are up to. And uh, we cut to them, and they're, in fact, in the midst of a giant fracas. And they're at this vampire nest, and they're just, uh, you know, doing what they do. <laughs> I noticed in this scene, dude, it cracked me up for some reason. When we cut to them, you'll you'll see, like, the first shot, you see, like, Angel, like, elbow one of the vampires, and then he hits, like, kicks this other guy out. And then there's there's a female vampire, and he just, he turns to her, and he just fucking just decks her like a dude, man. I mean, just yeah. fucking houses her. And it, for some reason, that just, I was like, I don't really think that's something we would see in today's television. Uh, not from a guy, you know? I literally, I literally thought the same thing. Yeah. Like, like, you're right. Like, he just turns around and fucking lays her out. Lays her the and fuck was, out like, like a and man. And I was like, I, I don't. I, I feel kind of uncomfortable. Right? Although, I will say, and uh, about 20 seconds later, she's back, and she actually starts fucking kicking his ass. She's yeah. uh, kicking him, and she's, like, kicked him in the chest and kicks him through a doorway up into a wall and shit. And then what's he do? He houses her again. <laughs> and uh, I was like, wow, we're really doubling down on women beating this week. Uh <laughs> But long story short, they they get everybody. Um, at, well, at one point, one of the vamps kind of uh, knocks Doyle down, and uh, it makes Doyle go uh, demon mode. And um, but the, he shakes it off and goes back human. And the vampire picks up a giant beer keg and he's about to smash it down on you know finish off Doyle when Angel saves the day and stakes him from behind and. Then they're helping the guy out of there, and Angel's like, you're stronger when you're a demon. Why do you shake it off, you know? Why not go fucking, uh, you know, demon mode and fucking actually be helpful, you fucking cunt? And <laughs> Doyle's like, and his reasoning is just, he doesn't really have any, he's just like, oh, it's just not my style. And Angel should be like, I don't give a fuck what your style is. I need somebody here who can actually fucking fight. Because <laughs> right. you just get Angel, beat up. Angel's like, Angel's like, yeah, and I don't particularly like being a vampire either, but I use it to my fucking advantage, right? you mick prick. Right, and he's like, listen, 
Cordelia's more help than you are. Like, when we <laughs> go into a... You always are getting fucked up. <laughs> Use your spike face, stupid. But, anyway. Uh, so, as they leave, we see this one one vamp, apparently, who survived this, uh, peers from around a corner and spies, and, and we see Angel go off one way with this guy to, like, take him home. And... Um, uh, Doyle apparently heads off back to on hell investigations and unaware that he's being. Yeah, because it's like, well, just to kind of piggyback off of what you said, like their conversation, like Angel, Angel basically tells Doyle, like, just go back to the fucking office. You're useless. Yeah, because he's he's like, you want me to go with you? And he's like, no, I, I can handle it. I mean, what do I need you for? You're just going to get beat up. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, he's yeah. like, see this guy that this human that I'm. That's half dead that I'm carrying home. Yeah, he's he would be more help than you are. So go have a shot, you fucking drunk. And um, <laughs> so Doyle's actually getting followed back to the office. And um, at that same time, Cordy and her date, Pierce, uh, Pierce Brosnan, um, pull up. Double, 007 himself. Right. Um Best 007, Jeremy, go. Best 007, Sean Connery. Okay. I I, mean, I had a feeling you were going to go that route. I mean, only because he's the original. It'd be like... No, yeah, no, I, I, I that's exactly why I thought you were going to go that route. Yeah, it's, you know me, dude. You know me. You know, you know right. me well enough. Uh, Where were they? Oh, yeah, so they pull up, and she's obviously given him a line already. Um. Because he, she, he's like, wow, I'm, I'm really sorry you're not feeling well. And she's like, yeah, me too. Uh, so <laughs> you can just let me off here. And he's like, don't you want me to drive you home? And she's like, no, my car's here. Just, just fuck off. And he's like, oh, let me walk you to the car, though, because I'm not real sure about this neighborhood. And that's when the vamp says, yeah, because it's real bad. And what does Pierce do? Maybe, Pierce? maybe. <laughs> Maybe this is why she had Pierce meet her at Angel Investigations so that she'd have like an excuse to, you know, like if things weren't going well to, you know, and then not... he wouldn't and then he wouldn't know where she lived. So he couldn't stop. Exactly. Her. Eh, okay. Exactly. All right. Because Pierce immediately becomes a giant labia and um, <laughs> screams like a little church girl. And just literally just fucking just leaves Cordy. She's been grabbed by the vamp. He runs, jumps back in his car, and it's fucking he's gone. He is he is gone. And the vamp has got Cordy, and he's about to uh, take a bite out of her. Oh, I'd like to myself. Um, but uh, Doyle pops out the front door with the crossbow, and he's all hero boy, and he ends up shooting the vamp in the foot to get him to let Cordy go, and then... It attacks him, and da, 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 da. he reaches out. He's able to get the fucking the arrow, spins around, and he does Bruce Lee and um, dusts the vamp. And Cordy's nipples immediately get hard because she's like, "Oh my god!" And you can you can hear the sploosh. <laughs> wow, you took it to another level. Uh. But, yeah, she is, no, but seriously, she is, like, you know, impressed, and she's she's kind of seeing him differently than she has before. And um, she's impressed, and she's grateful, which is, you know, 
that means something when you're talking about Cordelia. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, James, quickly, best James Bond. Um, I I said you quickly. know I re- I really I really liked uh, the Daniel Craig movies. Ooh. Wow. But I'm I'm I am partial to Pierce Brosnan. Oof. Oof. So sorry. Wow. Really sorry I even asked. Um, I, mean, the, <laughs> I listen, I everybody go, has their opinions, even when they're wrong. I would go, I would probably go Pierce, Timothy, Daniel. Are you Timothy Dalton? Are you serious? Yeah. Like you yeah. do realize that he's like the most hated James mm-hmm. Bond ever. No, he's not. Don't say that, Roger Moore. Nope. That distinction falls to Mr. George Lazenby. Yeah, but that was one fucking movie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look it up. Like Dalton is pretty renowned, pretty, pretty resoundingly hated, as which I don't understand well, because I like I like Dalton. Yeah, I, I like him in a lot are, of things. Those are pretty fire uh, Bond movies. I think. I think the reason. Uh, um. So, for me, it's it's Brosnan first because. Um, that's his movies were kind of when I really like got into James Bond. Really? Right. Like, I mean, I had seen like Connery and more and stuff before that, but the Brosnan ones were, where I was really like old enough to be like, all right, like this, I like this shit. Um, so, so I think that's why Pierce leads the pack for me. And then it's Dalton and, and Craig, because I like the, I like that their movies were more grounded, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, I mean, you know, the earlier, the early, the farther you go back, the more silly they are. But right, that, that's right. was kind of always the fun for me. Um, and then uh, after Craig, I would go um, Connery more than Lazenby. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Brosnan's probably last for me, only because. Wow, we are so far off in the weeds. Um, <laughs> but, okay, really quickly. Brosnan is probably last for me for the same reason that I never got into Tom Cruise as an action star because it's just not believable. To, to me. Mm-hmm. To me. Like, I see yeah. Tom Cruise. He's like five foot seven. He's like a buck fifty soaking wet. But he's all these movies, he's just like Billy fucking badass. And I'm like, dude, he couldn't eat one. You know he couldn't eat one real punch like right, he would be right. melted into the floor anyway yeah and, and and i'm not saying brosnan looks like a bitch or anything i'm just saying he, he didn't of all the james bonds before him he just didn't seem um like hero-y to me you know what i mean right yeah. right um i will say too i think part of brosnan's appeal uh as a number one bond for me is that um i used to when I watched Remington Steel. Oh yeah, yeah. Growing up, yeah, with, my mom uh, watched with that Ste- with Stephanie Zimbalist, uh, yeah. and, and he. So I was, I was already like a fan of Brosnan. Yeah, a lot of know, a lot so. of uh, middle aged women watch that show, James. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I watched it with my mom. <laughs> okay, uh, you should you should delete that really, <laughs> because if anyone finds out um, about this. I fear for you. 
I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> I'm just fucking I'm not ashamed of it at all. I'm just breaking you... your fucking balls over here. Speaking of 80s television shows, God, we are so far off in the weeds. Um, I know what you're going to you say. Remember... Huh? Oh, I guess you're not going to say that. What? Did you see that the fall guy is becoming a thing? That's exactly what I was going to oh, say. Oh, it is. It is you... what you were going to, yeah. I was going to say, do you remember the fall guy? The one and only and... Jim Balls. Where he came from. Uh, yeah, they're going to redo that. And I'm like, why? really? Yeah, why? I, I, really? I saw the trailer. And we're going to make day. it, a, and we're going to make it a feature movie. Really? Like it really wasn't that good. Let's be honest. It really wasn't that good of a show. Like the no, whole, oh, yeah, I, the like, whole idea is just kind of really like, right. this is, how, it was, it was, it was, it was perfectly eighties. I mean, honestly, to me though, this is a perfect fucking like example of Hollywood is so creatively fucking bankrupt. Yeah. Like when we're at the point that we're going to turn the fall guy into a feature length movie, like what, you know, why? Right. But I mean, if, you know, as, as cheesy and as, as, you know, ridiculous as the concept was, it was one of the biggest shows of the eighties. Yeah. For like two seasons. (laughs) And then it like quickly went down the toilet. I mean, I just don't understand why everything has to now be either a reboot or like a, 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 a an offshoot of something. You know what I mean? Like, it's like no one anymore is like we we don't we're out of ideas. Right. We've literally used all the ideas in the universe, <laughs> so now we're just gonna rehash like. And what's with this Snow White thing with no dwarves? It's Snow White and the no dwarves. <laughs> No, there's dwarves in it. They just oh. didn't. So there's there's uproar because they didn't. Well, cast. I've seen I've seen pictures like yeah, whatever they're called. I don't know if it's actual production stills or if it's behind the scene. I, I don't know what they're from, but I was like, this kind of looks stupid to be honest. Like it's supposed to be okay. First of all, do we need to re? Do we need to make a live action Snow White at all? Is there really any like call for that? Is that really a thing that's like, like I know how we're gonna, I know how we're gonna make some serious cash this year. We're gonna. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, from that perspective, as long as, you know, if as long as Disney cranks out a live action version of an animated classic and it makes them money, they're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, but some of these, like okay, like the um, what was it? Uh, What's that show called? The Little Mermaid. That didn't fucking go over well. That lost money. I mean, I I don't know. I would have to look into it. But I would I would have to imagine that if if these movies were losing that much money, then they they wouldn't keep doing them. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know, man, because they've got Disney's got that guy back in charge now. Um Bob Iger. Yeah, Bob Iger, who had let... I really question Bob Iger's mental acuity. Um, First of all, he's a known vampire, so he's like 111 years old. And I really, truly feel like he's lost... Don't get me started on what the fuck they're doing with Star Wars. Because I will punch a small fucking child. Because he can't hurt me. Uh, (laughs) anyway let's get out of the fucking weeds again oh god where did i leave off uh oh 
So, yeah. The next day, Cordy's talking with Angel about her her evolving attitude towards men. And uh, (laughs) she's decided that maybe Doyle isn't useless after all. Maybe she... (laughs) Maybe he has some potential. Um, And at least he deserves to be treated to a mochaccino as a thank you for saving her life. So she's like... See you in a half hour. Watch the phones. <laughs> and Angel's like, <laughs> God, I hate her as an employee. Uh, so Cordy goes out to the outer office and, and Doyle's out there. And she's just about to say, hey, you know, let's go get a cappuccino or a mochaccino, maybe a BJ, you know, I don't know. She's just about to go there when this woman walks in into, uh, you know, Angel Investigations. And she's all like, yeah, hey, we're open, but we're in the middle of something, so could you fuck off? <laughs> and I found that kind of funny. And Doyle's like, uh, Harriet? And she's like, Francis? And and Cordy's like, who the fuck is Francis? <laughs> right, Cordy's reaction was the same as mine. I'm yeah. like, who the fuck is Francis? What? Francis? And he's like, that's me. And she's like, just to s- never mind, not interested anymore. Anybody right. named Francis, sorry. Right. She was like, uh, you were probably going to get a handy uh, in the car on I was the way able... to get a mochaccino, but, yeah, not, but not anymore, not Francis. Now. Not anymore, Francis. <laughs> uh, and who is it? It's uh, Francis's wife. Francis's wife. Uh, I just want to backtrack. Uh, no, we don't. We don't have time. Um, to so uh, Angel uh, when, <laughs> when Cordy and Angel are talking in Angel's office. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Angel, uh, the best way I can describe it is he kind of has like a proud father moment, like when Cordia when he's like when he tells Cordia he's like well maybe you're just you know changing and growing as a person like he's just kind of got like this proud like older brother slash dad like smile on his face yeah yeah so you 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 interrupted me just 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 for that oh my god uh (laughs) that's the whole point of the fucking podcast (laughs) to talk about the fucking episode what episode we're talking about an episode uh no anyway uh no but i we talked about james bond and bob Iger for so fucking long we don't even know what we're doing here anymore where am i at what day is this james <laughs> who are you by the way why are you in this magical box uh so uh shit, where did i leave off okay yeah so then angel comes in and um they're they're he's kind of getting filled in on the situation and this creepy guy sticks his head in the door and Harriet's like, uh, weren't you going to wait in the car? And he's like, yes, but I'm an incredibly obnoxious asshole. And she's <laughs> like, okay, come in. And this is Richard. Good name. He, cause yeah, it's, this is Dick. He's, he's kind of a dick. And he's enthusiastically shaking Angel's hand and he's all like, oh yeah, you're, you're, you know, I, I get it now. You're, you're a very handsome man, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I'm not Doyle. That's Doyle. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, shoo, that's better. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I would have thrown him the fuck out immediately. Uh, so then he mentions wedding. And at that point, you know, it all comes out that Harriet and he are wanting, are going to wed in approximately a week. 
And everybody kind of fucks off and leaves uh, Harriet and uh, Francis there to talk. <laughs> and she has come uh, with some papers, divorce papers that she needs uh, Francis to sign so that they can uh, be divorced, so that she can, within mere days, turn around and remarry. So yes. she's a bed hopper. And oh, wow. thus making her what, James? A whore. <laughs> a whore. <laughs> uh, so he's like, yeah, I should let my people go over this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, well, I'll be back in a few days. You better sign the fucking papers, bitch. And he's like, I will. <laughs> and so later on, um, they're down in Angel's actual living quarters, the dopest apartment ever. <laughs> it's the dopest of dope-ass apartments. Right. Dude, there's no, you know what I love about One of the things I love about it? Hold on. Before you go on. Um, doper apartment. Uh, Angel's apartment on Buffy. Mm-hmm. Angel's apartment on Angel. Oh, Angel's apartment on Angel. Okay. No, I mean, it's not even... Okay. Literally, the... But I, <laughs> but I mean, his apartment on Buffy was pretty dope. You talking about the underground? Yeah, yeah. But my my problem with that was that it was clearly, it was like if you watch one of those YouTube videos of people who like find these like places and they like turn it into like a little, it's like illegal kind of thing. Oh, they yeah. like turn it. Into, oh, it's yeah, like 100%. it's like yeah. I'm not. I don't think that's really cool. That's really a good <laughs> idea to have all your shit there. You know. No, this one's dope, and and. Uh, one of the things I love about it the most is there's not a single motherfucking window down there. Like you could sleep in the middle of the day and it would be pitch ass fucking black dark down there. And that would be fucking, that'd be some good sleeping anyway. Um, uh, doper apartment angels Mm -hmm. on angel, Mm -hmm. uh, Duncan McLeod. I still gotta go Uh, angel, man. I still gotta go angel cause there's too many windows in max, uh, and max, uh, loft. Okay. Plus, I don't know okay. what I would do. Let's, you know, let's. I'm, I'm imagining I could, I could have one of these two places. And so, if I had Max Place, what the fuck am I gonna do with down? I'm not gonna fucking have a dojo down there. What am I gonna do? Karate and shit? What the <laughs> fuck, you know? So, what am I gonna do with all that space down there? Maybe I could, I don't know, ride a, ride some roller skates around down there. I don't know. I'm not gonna have a fucking dojo. You wouldn't you wouldn't rent it out to another business to an to an actual business. Well, the problem with that is the elevator access. I would have to walk through this business every time I wanted to use my goddamn elevator. Yeah, that's true. That would be an, that would unless you put like a a wall that's just as wide as the elevator itself, you know, straight all the way down and make that like a private deal and then the business would have the rest of the space, you know. So God, we are. You know what? No, never mind. Never mind. Just keep going with the fucking episode. We are so far off. I can't do this. Okay, so I can't do this. All right, so um, oh shit, like I can't see now because my eyes are watering. Uh, <laughs> so we cut. We cut to later, and they're down in Angel's dope ass apartment, and uh, Angel has poured a couple shots of uh, scotch. And uh, Doyle uh, uh, is explaining to him that um, his demon side 
which he inherited from his the his father, who he's never met and didn't know, uh, didn't manifest until he hit his 21st birthday. And he, at that point, he and Harry were already married. And he says that she eventually left him because he wasn't the man that she married anymore. And he speculates to Angel that the real story... Uh, uh, or he speculates uh, that there's something else going on um, behind Richard's friendly, you know, uh, appearance. And um, Doyle takes Angel's shot from him and drinks it and asks him to, you know, keep an eye out uh, uh, on Harriet and Richard. Though Angel ends up following Richard um, and spots him making some sort of secret exchange and then uh, going to a uh, steakhouse, uh, Straley's steakhouse, with the package that he procured from someone in, in this car. And we cut to inside the restaurant's kitchen and we see Richard hiding the package in the, in the uh, refrigerator. And then Harriet arrives and she's got stacks of boxes tied together. And um, uh, Richard goes into the, into a storage area and grabs a bottle of wine and uh, also picks up a big, big old knife and uh, he morphs into a demon. So Richard is also a demon, apparently. And as Richard is approaching Harriet from behind with the knife, Angel comes crashing through a big old plate glass window and tackles Richard uh, uh, to the ground, um, punching him and... um, before he realizes that Richard's not fighting back and that Harriet is uh, yelling at Angel to stop. By the way, yeah, am I wrong or am I right? I, I'm, we know I'm always right, but... Um, You're wrong. Uh, in <laughs> Angel's confusion, he... <laughs> uh, no, um, so I believe we, we completely move away from the fact in this show, and I believe in Buffy also that that ain't that demons can morph back and forth between like a human look and their regular look. Like we get away from that pretty quick, and it's just you just always look like the demon. Um, I I I know what you're saying, and I get what you're saying, but I think. I don't know if that's necessarily the case or if we just start to see more demons that um, either aren't capable of morphing between human and demon appearance or if they just choose to always be in demon appearance. True. Okay. So, I mean, that's my, that, that's my take on it. All right. Well, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> For me, I mean... I just something I thought, uh, you know. 
I mean, I mean, you're right, but I don't, I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if it's something that we deliberately stray away from or if it's just something that. Because see, you know, I just, I always felt like that was something that they should have stayed with, so that it would have made more sense. Like, we see too many demons as this show goes along, and in Buffy that just roam around every day looking like themselves. And it kind right. of, it's a little bit jarring and it a little bit kind of pulls you out of it. And I think it would be better if they were able to look like a, a normal human and then morph into their, that way they could be out and about. Right. You know, and yeah. Make I get sense. what you're saying, especially when you're in a scenario like both of these shows where like the demon world is supposed to be like this, you know, hidden huge, deal. huge secret thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I just don't care. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I don't really either. I'm just, I'm just saying words to make the, the time go more, um, for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, have you ever thought about fucking yourself <laughs> with a, with a cactus? <laughs> or possibly a shoe. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'll take over from here because you're boring. Um, to no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, much to Angel's confusion, it seems uh, that Harriet knows all about uh, Richard being a demon, and uh, she's okay with it. Um, and we find out that Harriet has obtained a degree in ethnodemonology. And uh, we find out that Richard is a benevolent demon. The knife was just for the uh, twine and ribbons on uh, on the box. Uh, yeah, he had to find uh, the longest, curved, sharpest, most hellish-looking knife. knife to cut these tiny little strings that you could probably just cut with your nipple. But, you know, he had to pull out a fucking katana, Um, a blue handled katana, a blue handled katana. (laughs) Uh, And that the box he hid away in the refrigerator was actually a illegal uh, food item that they serve at the restaurant there, which is his family's restaurant. It's baby penises, isn't it? I do not believe it is. <laughs> I do not believe it is. Uh, Harriet uh, goes on to explain that uh, while she did freak out um, initially, um, she was quickly able to adjust to the idea of de- of Doyle's demon heritage uh, quicker than Doyle did, in fact. And that when she encouraged him to explore that side of himself, he refused. And she tells Angel that her that Doyle just shut down and withdrew and pretty much became a bitch to live with. Or just a just a bitch in general. And we cut back to Angel Investigations and what's going on there, Jeremy? Massive fire. Uh, no, uh, not yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Uh, no. Uh, Spoiler. Doyle's ranting about the uh, the type of demon Richard is, and the and yada yada, and uh, the rituals that they must be dangerous, and 
But Angel's read about how these types of demons gave up all the rituals and now they just own a chain of restaurants. And uh, <laughs> it would have been funnier if it was like just like fast food. <laughs> just like a chain of like like <laughs> fast food joints. Jollibees. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, I don't know. It would have been funny and they're all like wearing paper hats when you go in there, but with their little demon if, face. Oh, what is, what is, oh shit, what is the fast food chain that Buffy ends up getting a job at? Oh, fuck. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Is it a real one or is it it's one they made up? No, no, I'm pretty sure it's just made up for for the show, but that would have been funny as hell. Yeah, yeah, like they own those. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Doyle kind of finally accepts that it wasn't like his demon half that, that drove Harry away. It was... It was his own flaws and his own personality and yada, yada. So he breaks out the divorce papers and he goes ahead and signs them. And then we kind of fade into him handing them to Harry. And she's like, fuck, about time. We're getting married in like two days, dick. And then she punches him and leaves. No. Uh, she punches him right in the dick. Yeah. And in the throat. So he can't <laughs> breathe and his dick is killing him. Right. And it's weird because she does it like simultaneously it's not like she dick punches and then throat punches she right. like, she's like and he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so she goes off to make photocopies in the other room with cordelia's help and richard i'm sorry dick uh takes <laughs> the opportunity to invite doyle to his bachelor party who the who the who on what planet would a person be like yeah, yeah, I'll go to your bachelor party. You're marrying my ex, and yeah, sounds like a good time. But yeah, Doyle agrees for some fucked up reason. And um, Cordy agrees to go to the bachelorette party with uh, Numb Nuts in there. And uh, she's all like, yeah, you know, Richard's family, oh, they're so sweet, and they're really into good vibes. Um, you're the only woman I know in town that's under... 300 so would you go you know so Gordy's like yeah I don't have anything else to do in this episode so yeah I'll go with you and then we cut to the family home of these fucking people and they're sitting at the dinner table eating and passing around a bucket of KFC and they're finalizing plans for Dick's bachelor party and you know stripper and all this bullshit and then Uncle Uncle Dildo, I don't remember his name, um, says at some point, um, like he's listing off the order that the activities are going to go in, and then he's like, and then the uh, ritual eating of the ex-husband's brains. <laughs> and we cut to a break, and it's like, yeah, I knew fucking something. Like, it wasn't hidden very well. I knew something fucking creepy was going to happen, so... Apparently they've right. in, they've invited right. Doyle just, to eat his brains. Right. I mean, just like you said earlier, like just the fact that he invited Doyle to his bachelor party was kind of like right away. You're like, oh, okay, like this something's off here because who the fuck does something like that? Yeah, and who who does it, and then who accepts? You know, it's right, like that too. It's almost like he was like I could see a world where he was just inviting him to be nice and. 
assuming he would say no, and then he, he says yes. And he's like, I, seriously? Okay, I guess. See it seven, freak. Um. Anyway, um, they show up to the bachelor party, and Doyle's got Angel in tow, and everybody seems a little miffed by that. And Dick begins uh, softening Doyle up, hoping to eventually get his blessing. Um, because he says he, he, you know, he's got to have the blessing, or the wedding can't happen, or just won't happen. And then uh, uh, we cut to Cordy with uh, Harry, and um, she's kind of feeling filling in Cordy on uh, Doyle's past. <laughs> yeah, she is. And <laughs> hey, now, why didn't I get to see that? Um, so she's. <laughs> Come to find out, Doyle was a third-grade teacher, um, also volunteered in a soup kitchen. And what was the other What was the other big revelation? Uh, some some other, mean... like, super good, cool thing. Yeah. And, and Cordy's just like, the fuck? Is this the same Doyle? And, yeah. Um, so... Uh, She's like, you know, the Doyle I know, just, that's not him. And, um, anyway, then one of the old hags in the living room's like, come on, girls, it's time to play pornographic Pictionary. <laughs> and I was like, isn't all Pictionary pornographic? Don't you always draw dicks when you're playing that game? I do. Yeah. Regardless of what the, what the answer is, I just draw dicks. Right. Or, or the goatsy meme. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we cut back to the bachelor party, and uh, Angel um, Angel has been follow has been watching um, Dick's. It's, it, it's like whenever whenever I play charades, I always I'm just always like, <laughs> you know, you're like one word, fucking. <laughs> anyway, we're canceled. Um, <laughs> or. <laughs> Scissorin. Uh we would be good in that game. We would be good in that game. Um Angel had been watching Dick's brothers and they'd been acting kinda kinda shady and shifty. So they go off through this one door and Angel doesn't say a fucking thing to Doyle. He just fucks off and goes and follows these two. And when he gets in there, well, he overhears, he, he sees Uncle Dildo, whatever his name was, um, performing this ritual. He's cut his he's cut his hand, and he's bleeding under these black fucking, you know, fucking Spencer Gifts uh, candles. And he's chanting this Latin shit. And so, uh, Angel, he's like, what should I do? I got it. I'm going to call... <laughs> Uh, Doyle's ex-wife at her bachelorette party and ask her what this Latin phrase means. I'm, <laughs> listen, I'm 400, okay? But I don't know what Latin, I don't know what those words are, so I'm going to call this chick, which is what he does. And she's like, I guess I'll look into it. This is weird. And um, at that point... He hangs up the phone, he turns around, and he runs into one of Nick's or uh, Dick's brothers. And like four or five of them just, they just start a fight with him and they just beat the shit out of him and they throw him out a window 
and he falls like two or three stories down onto a trash can, like a dumpster, and then onto the ground. And so he's Angel is K the fuck owed. He's he's dead. He's, he's dead. He, he's dead. This is the end of the show. As we know, for some reason in this universe, everything kills a vampire. Uh, everything. You get shot, it kills a vampire. fucking dead. You're fucking, dead. you'll bleed the fuck out. You're fucking dead. <laughs> fucking, uh, fucking dead. Fucking dead. No point in being an immortal, in a, an immortal, uh, in this show because it doesn't really count. Doesn't matter. You, you die. You die from everything. In fact, Fault. in fact, you die, you, you die easier than a mortal does. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. After the stripper finishes her stripping, which, never mind, I won't even bring it up, but I think you know what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> did they just, like, just find a lady on the street, and they're like, hey, 50 bucks, will you be the stripper for this scene? And she's like, yeah, okay. Anyway, she leaves. It was, prob- honestly, it was probably, like, a production assistant or something. Probably. It was probably Joss Whedon's girlfriend, because he's fucking weird. Um, no, he he was married at the time to his girlfriend. <laughs> so I guess I guess from what we know about Joss Whedon, it do, doesn't necessarily rule out the idea that it might have been his girlfriend, right? <laughs> um, although she was far too old. I mean, she was over thirteen, so I don't know that it could have been his girlfriend. Um, so the dancer leaves, and Dickie rejoins Doyle at the bar, and. He's like, so have you given any thought to giving me your blessing? And Doyle's like, yeah, fuck it. You have my blessing. You know, make her happy. I didn't. I should have, but maybe you can. And and Dick's like, yeah, sweet. And she, he's like, hey, everybody, uh, Doyle gave me his blessing. And they're all like, yeah. And they all, you know, crowd around Doyle. And they, they pull him into this thing. And all of a sudden, they put him in this box that closes around his neck. And it's just his head poking out. Looks like some kind of weird... <laughs> fucking magician's thing. I'm waiting for, like, one of those weird, like, like, fucking child's <laughs> fucking birthday party magician with a little weird goatee to pop out and be like, meh, she. But, uh, so, uh, Uncle John, like, pokes him in the fucking head. And he's like, ah, what the fuck? And he's like, my head's going numb. And, uh, Dick He is, pokes him with a needle. He pokes him with a needle. Th- well, yeah, his dick, his needle dick. <laughs> and uh no uh and Doyle's like or, or I'm sorry Dick is like well yeah I would certainly hope not we wouldn't want your we wouldn't want you to be in any pain when we cut into your skull and Doyle's like <laughs> and long story they start cut they draw a dotted line across his forehead and long story short they're going to eat his fucking brains they're going to cut his head open and listen, this is their plan. We're going to cut your flesh. With, okay, not, not a big deal with this knife. Then we're going to use this same knife to saw through your fucking skull. Well, now, wait, <laughs> you don't know that. They handed him the, the ritualistic knife. Okay, but that doesn't, that's just to, you know, cut the, cut the scalp off. You don't know what they're going to use to, to cut through the skull. Clearly, they're going to use you're, this you're fucking be, knife. You're being you're being presumptuous, and I don't I don't like it. Did you see a fucking chainsaw anywhere around? No. Well, then they're going to use the fucking knife. Yeah, I, I'm Listen, sorry, maybe you're... maybe Uncle uh, Dildo is going to use this needle dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
So, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, um, uh, Harry and Cordy discover the translation of this Latin shit that Uncle Dildo was saying um, was something about um, purif- this. It was purifying the ceremonial knife. Um, and something about ingesting past love. And they put it together and they're like, oh, fuck, they're going to eat Doyle. And uh, they go in there to ask the old women, like, what the fuck is kind of up kind of thing. And one of the old hags is like, well, they're certainly not going to eat your ex-husband's brains. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, so they're going to eat his brains. And they fucking fuck off. And so, yeah, the old lady gave up the gag. Way to give up the ghost, Granny. Yeah, you fucking dumb bitch. Oh. <laughs> or Aunt Auntie. Sorry, that was Aunt Martha that said that. Oh. Uh, out in the alley, uh, Angel regains uh, consciousness and vamps out because he is now fucking pissed. Fucking pissed. Fucking pissed, dude. Um, just as Dick is about to cut into Doyle's fucking head, Angel <laughs> literally destroys the door and the door frame. And this is the shot we see in the opening credits. Opening credits. You and you and I talked about this. I don't remember when it was, but I remember like you and I. It was before we recorded the uh, extravaganza episode. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. Because we had watched the episodes way back then. Um <laughs> And I re- I remember I told you like it's a it's a cool shot like it's a great like hero shot that's why it's in the fucking credits, but, but I was watching the episode and it happened and I li- I started laughing and I actually I, I said to myself out loud I was like so dramatic for what yeah yeah for a bunch of goobers trying to <laughs> saw through a guy's head with a fucking knife. Like you probably could have, you probably could have went another twenty minutes. I mean, they were not going to be through the skull by then. Trust me. Worst case, he ha- he would have had a scar and some bleeding. Uh, anyway, um, and Angel's like, party's over, and his brother Dick's brother's like, you brought a vampire to my brother's bachelor. I'd be like, you're all fucking demons. Like, what, you know, you're shocked that I brought another demon to your demon party? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, get the fuck out of here with that. Here's the thing, like... Like you say that, and it's funny because, like, I kind of thought the same thing when when they said that. But then I was like, they're like, it's never been outright stated, but it's kind of like the whole like it's obvious the Watcher Council hated Giles thing. Yeah, like obviously. And again, it's never been outright stated up to this point, and I don't know that it ever is. But, like, I think it's fairly obvious that in the quote-unquote demon hierarchy, vampires are, like, like demons, like, scum. Yeah. Like, other demons look down on on vampires. Yeah, like, they're... The way, the way, the way conservatives look down on, you know thinking right 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 the way the way most americans look down on like chicagoans oh, wow. <laughs> wow you you had to make it personal you had to make it personal oh, i don't shit. 
You're not even a conservative. I don't know why you're upset. <laughs> oh shit. Um so then of course this huge fucking fracas breaks out and there's just fighting everywhere and it's it's, it's pretty cool actually. There's there's so much shit going on on screen, you know. And at one point fucking Doyle finally, you know, demons out and runs and dives into the middle of the shit and oh there's this great part where he fucking headbutts this dude and you know Doyle's demon shit he's got these spikes all over his fucking fist so I was like oh goddamn like <laughs> that's gotta hurt wow that's that gotta you hurt. escalated there Doyle because like that guy doesn't have any eyes left now <laughs> <laughs> um so uh that's when Harry and uh Cordy come get to the restaurant and they come in and, and she's like, you fucking stop this shit right now. And everybody stops and Dick is, uh, she confronts Dick about his intentions to eat fucking Doyle's <laughs> brains. And he admits it. And, and he's like, we're just trying to follow the old ways. And, and she's like, motherfucker. She looks at uncle dildo and she's like, bitch, you, you ain't never followed the old ways. You're always watching fucking ESPN you jerk off, and he's like, oh, that's true. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, she's she's like, I'm not into this barbaric bullshit. And, and Dick is like, but my family will never agree to the marriage unless, you know, we perform the ritual. And so she's like, well, here's your ring, bitch. Fuck <laughs> you. And she goes to leave, and she walks past Doyle, and she says, not a fucking word, or I'll, I'll eat your brains. And oh, and there's this one funny part I forgot to mention when, when Harry and uh, Cordy first come in, <laughs> and all the stuff st- stops. Like Cordy looks down and she sees this demon, so she just grabs a fucking serving tray and just starts beating the shit out of it without, because you know, she doesn't know it's Doyle. Yeah. And then he he goes back to human form and then jumps up and and like comes behind her and she's like Doyle you know but it was she's like well, look at your face what did they do to you yeah yeah she is <laughs> fucking she is wearing his ass out uh <laughs> oh and there's a funny line that D- Dick's brother says when right at the end of that scene when she leaves Dick and he's all like <laughs> you don't need her anyway who wants a woman whose knees only been the one way. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> and so anyway, um uh back at the office, this is probably like the next night, the next evening or something, and Angel and Cordy are watching Doyle mope in the uh outer office and you know, she's all like, Well, somebody needs to cheer him up and Angel goes to go and she, we get a classic Cordy. She's like, No no please, somebody that actually has a beating heart. <laughs> And I was like, God, some, one of these days, Cordy, one of these fucking days. Pow, straight, straight to the moon, to the moon. Cordelia. <laughs> uh, so that, she goes out that's, there. That's, that's a reference. I want anyone listening or watching right now to tell me. And, what, you, can't, what that, and you can't Google it. And you can't Google it. What did I just reference? What were, right we, now? What were we referring to there? What did I just reference yeah. right now? Yeah. Tell me in the comments below. Down there. Down there. Um, so she's out there trying to trying to uh, cheer him up in her Cordelia way by saying, you know, are you still fucking moping about that? That was like yesterday. <laughs> she's like, get <laughs> over it already. There's always tomorrow. <laughs> 
And uh, she's like, we only we already have one loser uh, guy that hangs out in the office all the time. We don't need another one. <laughs> and uh, she basically says that, you know, he'll get through it because he's a good guy. He's a nice guy. And he's like, wow, you really think I'm nice? And she's like, hey, I'm Cordelia. If I think it, I say it. And, that, and then I mean it. And so then she fucks off. And Angel's in there talking with him. And uh, they're having a little bit of a heart-to-heart. And all of a sudden, Doyle's like, I mean, he gets a brain freeze. Uh, <laughs> he's having one of his painful visions. And what do we see in his visions but Buffy. Buffy. Fighting a bunch of vampires. And Angel's like, well, what what the fuck did you see? And Doyle just stares at him blankly. And I'd be like, dude, did you have a fucking stroke? What the fuck did you see? And credits. And that's our episode. Yep. So, all right, bye. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Won't you be my neighbor? Um, Jeremy. Would you like to guess our body count this week? Yes, I would. The body count this week is, ooh, it's going to be rough because one for sure. I'm going to say one. It's three. Bullshit. Yes. Oh, my God. I forgot about the one they dusted that was going to throw the keg. Then Doyle dusted the other one. Where's the third one? Uh, There were two that were dusted in the the fight scene with the, Ah, the keg. Fuck yeah. you. Um, our music this week, uh, just Christoph Beck and Robert J. Crawl, um, series composers with our original score. Jeremy. Yes, sir. Will you please tell me yes, on sir. a scale of one to five, mm-hmm. how many? Um, I didn't come up with anything clever for this one. I, I'm kind of ashamed of myself. You What's be. your rating? What's you your should, rating, bro? You should be. Uh, I've waffled back and forth, but since we've just gone through it, I'm going to – it's a two. It's a two for me. Okay. It's just uh, – and here's the thing. Usually a two for me would be something that's got a fuckload of problems and a lot of just horse shit and dumbassity. Right. It's not that. It's just – it's very boring. This episode, I remember this episode from the very first time I watched it when it when it originally aired. I mm. remember this episode, and I remember then even being like, ugh. Like when the episode ended, being like, damn, this, this week wasn't so fucking good. And, you know, it was just one of those kind of meh episodes, you know? I, okay. Other than the things I've already picked, you know, picked out about it, there's nothing egregiously terrible it's just it was very silly to me and very um boring and just kind of what with what we're gonna see next week it was a very shitty way for some people to you know what i mean like (laughs) what we're gonna see next week and, well, on the next, and, when we cover the next, Buffy or, no, 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 or when we cover Angel. the next Angel episode. Okay. Okay. Um, it's just, eh, yeah, it's just, 
for a penultimate episode, it's not very fucking good. And it just, it seemed like it was just kind of, I remember, I remember hearing, um, a couple of the writers from Highlander talk about how there were usually extra episodes, scripts and whatnot floating around in the office for just in case type things. Mm-hmm. And this seems like one of those, like, ah, oh, grab a, you know, we don't have any, grab something off the, you know, the meh pile, and let's see if we can spruce it up a little bit, and, and we'll just go with that, you know. And that's kind of what it seems like to me. I'm not saying that's the case, but that's what it seems like. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's it's a two. It's a, it's it's definitely missable. Um, even though we find out some stuff about Doyle, which is cool, it's not going to fucking matter. So it's just a two. Like if, if this, if things went differently than what are going to happen, it might have mattered. Well, and here's, well, I'll let you finish up and then I'll address what you just said. Yeah. So I'm done. That's all I got to say. Um, James, how many ridiculous ceremonial knives do you give this episode? Um, this is, it's a three. It's a three. Okay. Um, my my opinion of it is, I don't want to say completely different than yours, but I will say it's substantially different. I I think it's a I think it's a fun little episode. It's it's uh, it's you know kind of a it's a, uh, non consequential episode. Like it doesn't really matter to the overall story. Um, uh, it's just it's just kind of out there on its own, um, and I think that's part of what makes it a, a fun episode for me. Is it, it's just kind of like, you know, f- a funny little standalone episode. We learn more about Doyle, um, and kind of to address your <clears throat> your comment about how with what comes to pass, it doesn't matter. I I get what you're saying, but and we've talked about this before. I think that's part of the problem of revisiting these episodes and also, but also trying to view them through the lens of a first time watcher. Um, Cause watching it the first time we didn't know what was going to happen. So from that perspective, I, I liked that we learned about these, these, you know, other aspects of Doyle's personality and these tidbits about Doyle's past. I liked, I like seeing the, the development between Cordelia and, and Doyle in this episode. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I don't, I would venture to say that at this point in the process, they may not have completely known yet what, they were ultimately going to have to do with the Doyle character. Oh, no, they knew. Think so? No, 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 I know they knew. I read about it. Hmm. They knew, uh, I think it was three three episodes in, they knew. Mm. And they knew when it was going to happen. Okay, well. It's weird. You should look into it and read. It's very murky, and there's not... Like a like a, it's almost like it's like it's secret as to why this happened, but not as far as when and 
when they knew and and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But it's it's so fucking weird. But anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, viewing it from trying to view it from the lens of of, of a first time watcher, um, you know, it it is to me is like I said, it's a fun little standalone episode that kind of is inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. It, it was enjoyable to learn more about Doyle's. Uh, past and you know these other aspects of his personality and and to see you know like I said this relationship between uh, Cordelia and Doyle growing um, you know it uh, uh, the the end teaser there does set up you know ultimately our next two episodes um, you know an episode of Buffy and an episode of Angel um, <clears throat> and uh and they're good episodes, both of them. Um, Pangs is, is a pretty good episode of Buffy. Uh, the a very rare uh, Thanksgiving themed episode of a show. You hardly ever see that uh, on shows. Um, and then, you know, the the next episode of Angel, I will remember you. Is, I mean, uh, will will you remember me? I try to forget every week and yet <laughs> wow here we are <laughs> wow wow you know um, what it's been a little <clears throat> while um but yeah fuck this <laughs> all right well Jeremy has once again quit the show so <laughs> and I'm back um uh no I will remember you as uh in in my opinion, and I don't I don't know knowing knowing you and how you feel about feelings and no, melodrama. This is, this and is one stuff. of the greatest episodes of this show. Okay, ever. okay, I'm 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 a little surprised to to hear that take from you. To be honest, but you have to, you can't you just can't deny it. I mean, right, right. Um, yeah, I will remember you as probably, and I think. Man, like we keep saying this, and I, and I hope I I hope we're finally proven right. I kind of think I will remember you. Is a tonal shift, not maybe not necessarily a tonal shift for the show, but I think that's the point where the show that we remember kind of kicks in and starts I think to it's, become. Yeah, I think it really happens in the the following episode, Hero. Right. For. Right obvious reasons as you know right and um, even and the episode after it yeah yeah uh-huh. um but but i definitely think like those those three you know it it definitely starts in i will remember you yeah and and we see that that you know continuing to follow through uh hero and then i don't even remember the name of the next episode but um after that but but yeah, I I think that's where it really starts to become the show that we keep saying it is, and unfortunately we haven't seen it be that yet. Well, <laughs> season one is a little it is a little bumpy, right? Um, right, and as a lot of season ones of really great shows tend to be, exactly. Um, you know, I mean, you you and I have had this discussion about you know. Uh, of, of Highlander, you know, like you, you happen to love season one of Highlander, and I, I, well, I love half, I love things. half of, I love the Paris, uh, half right. of right. the, the, the Canada, the first Canada half is, 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 it's rough. Right. 
Um, but but yeah, ultimately, yeah, this is a three for me. It's you know, uh, it's it's just a fun little episode. Um, you know, doesn't kind of really matter in the long run here or there. But sometimes sometimes those are are just you know decent little one off episodes that yeah. that you can kind of enjoy for for kind of being you know, nothing. So they are, speak. they are just this one in particular just didn't, it just didn't do anything for me. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, and nothing, you know, nothing wrong with that or, you know, no fault in that. Just, you know, <laughs> it just, it didn't, tickle, so, it didn't tickle my taint. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I, I can 100% see where, where this, you know, wouldn't be, you know, someone's, someone's cup. And it, and it might be like the old me, like coloring that, you know, because I so vividly remember seeing this when it first aired and being, when it ended being like, Oh, that's angel for the week. That fucking blows, you know, like I hated when those, I hated those episodes, you know, when you're just like, Oh, I waited all week and this is what I fucking got, you know? Sure, sure, sure. So, uh, but as always, uh, you guys can find us at BuffyRevisited.com. You'll find links to the Facebook and the YouTube. Weekly posts uh, for the episodes. Hop into the comment section. Leave us your thoughts and opinions and reviews about the episodes, about about the shows, about the podcast, about Jeremy, about me. Um, uh, hop into our hop into uh, our email, BuffyRevisited at gmail.com. You know, you can send your thoughts and comments and and whatnot there as well. Uh, And they will all be addressed in our monthly uh, listener mail extravaganza episode. Um, Fun fact, um, the the way our episodes are going to fall for this month, the Buffy episode uh, or the the Buffy Thanksgiving episode, Pangs, will be dropping the week of Thanksgiving. What? <laughs> yeah. So it's like we uh, did that on purpose, which we actually didn't. <laughs> we absolutely did We not. could not have done that, that on purpose if we wanted to. Right, which is why it is amusing to me that uh, that it works out so uh, fortuitously that way. Uh, but yeah, so that so so that's kind of fun uh, for me. I got I got a kick out of seeing that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, once again, Darlene will be our our guest for our listener extravaganza episode at the end of November. Um, you know, but please don't uh, let that stop anybody from reaching out to us to be uh, our listener our listener guest uh, for the episode after that. Because and, uh, hey, the next person will get to be the final listener of twenty and twenty three. Yes, yes, that is right. Um, and of course, as always, please, uh, please, you know, keep the comments coming in the comment section. Uh, it's been uncharacteristically quiet uh, down there, and we would love to see it uh, ramped up again. Um, uh, I said this a few weeks ago. Even if you're planning on being the the uh, listener guest for the listener uh, mail extravaganza episode, please still. Uh, drop your comments uh, in the comment section for the episode because ultimately that is what we'll be relying on to talk about the episode with you is the notes and comments you leave um, 
uh, on that episode uh, on Facebook or YouTube. Um, in addition to also trying to uh, not tr- not trying, but in addition to also covering any comments that other mm, I'm sorry, excuse me, that other people have left. Um, and that's all I have. All righty. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. As always, join us next week for Buffy season four, episode eight pangs. Yes. And don't forget, I failed to mention it last week, but don't forget Buffy revisited.printify.me is our merch store. If you want some, uh, Slade, the Buffy verse revisited merch, check it out. Yes. You you can find the link to that merch store uh, in in uh, the descriptions of the episode you're listening to right now. There's a link. If you go to uh, our Facebook page, you'll find our link tree. You'll find a, a link to that, and uh, uh, there should be a link on BuffyRevisited.com at this point. Um, and so there's yeah, also please. one in every every single episode that pops up. Yeah, every every episode description on the audio and video version of the podcast has the link. Um, I I bought a mug, uh, which I showed off here a couple episodes ago. I don't have it with me now, unfortunately. It's a very nice mug, good quality, keeps my hot drinks hot and my cold drinks cold. Um, one of our one of our uh, listeners did purchase uh, one of the one of the shirts. Um, uh, she is. Uh, happy with her purchase uh she said it's uh if she uh she bought i believe uh the small in the beefy tea um uh oh the the unisex uh yeah yeah yeah. so uh and uh it fit uh fit her quite well from what i understand so she's happy with it um I'll see if I can get uh, get her permission to uh, maybe post a few pictures uh, uh, of it of of her with it. Um, cool. But uh, but yeah. So uh, so yeah. Hop over there, buy some merch. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, because maybe they don't follow on the Facebook or whatnot. Um, but Jeremy did uh, make the announcement when we announced the official drop of the merch store that. Um, Anything that uh, is made from merch purchases will be donated to uh, a charity. Um, I don't know that we've decided what charity yet, um, but uh, no, I'm, I'm assuming it'll be a while before we have enough. Right, that we, right. Because what I did when I set this store up, I set the profit margin as low as it would go right, per, per right. item, so that it would so that the items would be as cheap as possible for the for the uh, listeners. Um, And I think I want to say it was 10% was the lowest I could go. So like a, you know, a $20 shirt would be like two bucks. So I I would say once we probably have, you know, 50 bucks or so we'll do, we'll figure out it'll go to some kind of charity though. It's, you know, I don't have any need for it. And and that's what I was going to say too, is that I do know Jeremy set the profit margins, you know, as, as low as they could possibly go. Um, so, so that to keep the merchandise cheap, because we're we're not looking to to you know profit off of the merch. We no. gen, genuinely just wanted to put stuff out there for you guys to buy. You know, if you wanted to rep rep the podcast, um, yeah. So represent uh, cause, <laughs> right because you know Jeremy and I 
Jeremy and I both have items from various podcasts that we listen to mm-hmm. uh, to, to rep those podcasts. J- Jeremy far more than I do. <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> but, but but anyway, yeah, so that's that is officially all, all I have to say now. <laughs> all righty. Well, with all that being said, we can't wait to see you next week. And until then, I have been one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. I'm your other host, James. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.